games, but how would you say the field has been with having those three players down the middle, three centers of like minutes in this offense? Um, well, I, I think the, the one to talk about is Nuge. He's just starting to get his timing and his feel back. And until he solidifies that and really gets going like he can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that first part stays the same, but uh, no, Nuge is the, the key there. We've got to figure out, um, you know, he's got to get his game going, first of all, and, and get it up and running. And I think in the three that he's played, he's, he's improved on a nightly basis. Um, you know, listening to him talk a little bit, he's feeling a little bit better and a little more confident in his, in his hand and his hands and the timing and that type of stuff. So um, we'll continue on that way. Um, it can be a, a tough matchup for other teams if all three lines are playing well, uh, but I still believe at some point we will, um, you know, we'll put some some groups of players together just to see what we have. We need to answer a few questions before uh, April tenth. Well, I my position is um, I. I Firmly believe a center can go over to the wing and be comfortable, feel fairly good. He's got to experience the boards a little bit and pinching and that type of stuff. I think it's much more difficult to take wingers and put them in the middle. So um, collecting centermen isn't isn't a problem from my perspective. We can move them around a little bit, um, you know, and I feel comfortable about about that. And uh, we've done that before. Good players want to play with good players, and it's as simple as that. If you're uh, if you have a perception. The Sedins, they're probably lining up in Vancouver to play with Daniel and Henrik. And um, even the defensemen may even sneak in line every now and then and want to play up there with them. They're that good. What was it like moving Pavelski to the wing? Uh, well, the first, the first one was Marlowe going to the wing. Um, it was fine. He wanted to play with Joe Thornton. So it was pretty easy explanation. Patty, I'd like to put you on the wing so that you can play with Joe Thornton. Done. Let's go practice. And away he went. Um, you know, and then Pavelski was the same thing, Pat. We can put you in the three-hole or we can move you up and play with Joe Thornton. What would you like to do? Joe, let's go practice. And it wasn't difficult at all. You needed another center like Couture. You know, it would have been nice that you had, you had to fall back with Couture. Yeah, and you know, when Logan came up um, in a playoff series against Detroit, we had Manny Moholtra in the middle and put Logan on the wing just because we trusted uh, Manny in the middle there a little bit more. He had that experience. So um, it's... It's ever evolving. If you look at the way we play, um, you know the centers take the draw. Sometimes wingers take draws, lefties and righties. Um, you watch San Jose. Uh, Joe Pavelski takes draws on the right hand side. Uh, Jumbo takes them on the left hand side. You go to center ice, and uh, they'll switch off based on which side the the referee's standing on, so they have comfort. It doesn't matter. Um, there's three forwards that interact and they move around and they, uh, they trust each other on the line and they have chemistry and that's what we'll look for. Uh, when it comes to your power play, I know you can tell these guys to move in the face, shoot the puck, go to the net, get a rebound, but until it actually happens, it, does, it doesn't resonate until then. That's when the guys can actually kind of get it until you get that bounce and get that rebound. Yeah, um, proof is in the pudding. You, you see it, you, you live it, you believe it a little bit more. Um, I, I think that's... Uh, can be said for our power play after the the other day, but um, you know we chart we're our own analytics group. 
uh, much different than all those other coursey things and stuff. But um, you know, shots per power play, shots per minute on the power play, we're in the middle of the pack. It doesn't feel like it because the goals aren't going in, and and everybody I mentioned this yesterday, everybody's yelling and screaming, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, sometimes the shot's not there. We want them to shoot. We want to be a shooting power play. As soon as we talked about uh, power play at training camp, that was the first things that came out of our mouths. But uh, we'll get better at it. You don't necessarily need that moving shot from the point, though. You just kind of have to get it through. Well, you have to have the ability to get it to the net. Um, some guys can do that with a booming shot. Other guys do it with a wrist shot, but to, to get it through and the ability to slide across the line and create the lane and anticipate where the shot block might come from is real important in today's game. Not so much 10 years ago, but even more now. Nick Lidstrom slid that line real well. Uh, Brent Burns does. Um, Shea Weber doesn't slide the line real well, but he creates shooting lanes by moving two or three feet, um, anticipating where that might be. So those, some of those players are elite. What have you seen in Cassian's game? You know, early we saw him in the top nine predominantly. He's been on your fourth line. He goes up and down. What, what's he doing well? What do you need to see more? Um, he's skating better than he did earlier, which is natural. He's, he has more games under his belt. His conditioning's better. He feels stronger. He's more comfortable. So his skating's better. Um, there's times where he's very active around the puck and keeping plays alive. And then there's others where you want a little bit more from him. So we're looking for a little more consistency. He's been... Physical, he stood up for his teammates. Um, you know, he's been able to change momentum in the games. We've uh, tried to work with him on the, the penalty kill a little bit. Uh, try and take pressure away from uh, the scoring part for him. And, um, and I think he, perhaps the Vancouver people can talk about it. There's probably pressure on him there as a first round draft pick and play with Daniel and Henrik to, to score and produce. Um, you know, I don't see him as a big scorer. I don't see him as a, 30 goal scorer and, and doing that type of stuff. I see him uh, grunting it out in the corners and, and fulfilling that role in a in a bottom six position more than a top six. Trying to uh, build a culture as well as a team, did you have any hesitation as a coach about bringing Cassian into your group? Uh, no, because we wanted to, we have to take some risk as an organization with players, whether uh, they failed in the past with other organizations uh, as far as results on the ice. We, we have to take risk. You see players like that succeed um, in different organizations. We'll have some, you know, I hope that Justin Schultz has a, has a great year and finishes well in, in Pittsburgh and has a long career there, but it didn't work here for him. So you have to take risks that way. Um, we did some homework on, um, on Zach's personal life and, um, you know, all of us, Vancouver, Edmonton, should be proud of what he's done since he entered the program. Prior to that, probably not, but since, because he's done a really good job of, uh, of maintaining that and uh, living a real good, healthy life. And, um, you know, that's real important, and we did our homework on that as well. So it was worth, definitely worth the risk. Has he played himself? You know, you look at the future of the brothers, has he played himself into that picture? Is he somebody that you want going forward? Well, I've liked the way, I like, I've liked the things he's, uh, he's brought to the table. Um, we have what, nine, nine games left, and I think we talked about this before. A lot of players have a lot to play for um, in the Oiler world, in the, in the National Hockey League world, and in their careers um, in those last nine games. A lot of judgments will be made. Zach will be no different. Uh, we'll sit down at the end of the year, and we'll figure out if, uh, if we think he can continue to fit, and he's got to figure out if he thinks he can, can fit us as well. And right now, I think it's been a good marriage. Your leaves show you more against St. Louis than some of the other teams that they're a big team. Um, it 
you know, it helped that they were a big team and he had a really good game. Um, you, you know, you're never sure with a smaller defenseman where he'll fit, but I just think he's got better every night. It doesn't matter what type of team we're playing against. He seems to uh, to apply his skill set to the game in, in a positive way. And um, Another uh, pleasant surprise, a found player down the stretch that uh, will continue to push. Because every team in the league can have a small defenseman now as long as you can skate through the puck. Well, the, the game is fast. Um, you have to have players that can maintain that pace in the game, whether they're big or small or whatever. If, if everybody on your back end is slowing the game down, I don't think you stand a chance. Um, if you're able to, to get the puck moving, get it off your tape and get it up ice and support it with, with speed and pace, uh, then you have a chance. So size might come into play, but you know we'd all like the... Uh, the the new Russian defenseman, the you know the six foot eight guy, like if he could skate uh, like Carlson, I think we probably wouldn't be signing him as a free agent. You know, like we'd all be happy with him on our team. Oh. That's the type of game that you probably want to see out of him every time. Consistency for a young player. Knowing it and doing it are two different things, aren't they? Well, they, they're smart. They're in the National League. They're, they're fairly mature. Even a 20-year-old, as far as hockey career goes, they know they have to be consistent. Um, how to apply it and how to get it done, I think, is the tough thing. And uh, for younger players, I think they dwell on it a little bit longer. They carry it with them. They question their, uh, their ability to do it all the time. You know, they're driving home after the game. and. And they're reviewing their night, and maybe it didn't go as well, so it carries forward into practice. I think older players with experience have a tendency to deal with it a little bit better and put it on the side burner and come back and react. Uh, but Griffin is—we're looking for consistency from him, and this has been this has been and will be a good test from now till the end of the year. Just a quick, sorry, just a quick thought on what your face. I mean, you spoke briefly about the cities, but just what your face on the constant challenges. Well, they're. You know they're in a, in a similar boat to us, where they're they're trying to continue to lay their foundation down with a number of young players, um, and those young players have produced lately. Um, you know, the second half of the year, Horvats and those type of players have been um, very good. Uh, but I still believe that it runs through 22 and 33, and um, you know their ability to cycle and and play on their backhands and create time and space for other teammates. Um, that's a huge challenge for our team. Um, we've worked real hard all year to play better in our zone, and they're going to test it tonight for sure.